Welcome to the Plastics and Beyond podcast, an SBE-sponsored podcast supporting a diverse, equitable, and inclusive workforce. I am your host, Lillian Judy, and I invite you to join me every month for new diverse conversations. Welcome to the Plastics and Beyond podcast. My name is Lillian Judy and I'm your host and we're here live at Antec 2022. And I'm really excited to um, speak with this guest of mine because he's a former president of SBE and I'm just gonna have him introduce himself. So welcome, John. Tell me a bit about yourself, tell me your name, tell me your background and tell us everything about yourself. My name is John Rasloff. I'm a technical manager for Chevron Phillips. And as you said, I'm a, a past president of SBE. Served on the board for seven years, also was involved in all kinds of committees, serves as chair for the Oklahoma section, uh, served as chair for the rotational molding division, also on the injection molding division. So spent a lot of time in SPEs, give me a lot of reward back in my career, both in working with people and networking and also learning all the technology in our industry. Um, I also sit on the board for the Plastic Industry Association, and I sit some other boards in the industry just to help to know our industry, how things are working, uh, to better support my customers. And I've been doing it for uh, about 36 years now. Wow. I've been with Chevron Phillips for 33 years. So I just want to highlight how much experience you have, and I think that's so aspirational. And as a millennial, I know that we are really hopping around in the industry, and this is a conversation that has been happening a lot recently. What are your thoughts? Because I know that most of the older generation stay in companies for 20, 30 years plus, and millennials tend to you know stay in companies like three years two years and we want to move on to the next so what are your thoughts about that and like having worked in the industry for so long what have you recognized well you know that's a very interesting point you know one of the things that we were talking about earlier was about diversity and the first thing is speaking about Millennials yes there's a lot of Millennials that do hop around every three five years that's true but let's also not try to put everyone in a box I know some Millennials that really want to pursue a career 10 years 15 years but I think that one thing that's really key in all that is basically understanding who you are. When you first step out, step out in the industry, you need to know, am I an introvert? Am I an extrovert? Do I enjoy working with people? Do I enjoy working with technology? Or are you a mix? Okay. Right? And if you're trying to find that place where you best fit in and moving around, power to you. But if you do find a job that really fits you, you find that job where it fits your personality and, and you like the company of who they are and what they're doing, then stick around. Now, you may get a tendency if you're always hopping around that you aren't willing to put up with some of the tough things in a job. And you need to be willing to have the diligence and the persistence because it's not always going to be sweet. You may have economic changes like we're having now, some challenges. And hopping around will not develop the persistence and the diligence you may need to carry on your career. But I think we need to be careful about not being critical about people who are trying to find their place. But I also want to challenge the millennials they use today, just like everyone everyone else has ever started. Figure out who you are as a person. Know what you want, and then discover the job that best fits you. Yeah. Because as we were talking, when you find a place you really like, you're not really working the rest of your life. Yes, you're making an income, but you're enjoying what you're doing, right? Okay. And I was blessed with that. Okay. I found a place with Chevron Phillips, formerly Phillips 66, but they then moved to Chevron Phillips. I found a place that married both 
working with people, but also working with technology. And it required both the um, personality and understanding people and understanding who they are and what what a company wants, what a person in that company is looking for, but then understanding the technology that Chevron Phillips has and how can I marry the technology that we have and the products that we have to what the customer wants. So it was a good marriage. So I found a happy home. That's why you'll find me there for 33 years now and ongoing. Well, thank you for that advice because I feel like you're really talking to me as a millennial. Um, but you're in a managerial position. Mm-hmm. You hire people. Mm-hmm. What do you look for in, I guess, in talent? Well, it's a funny thing you should say that because I just hired two people, uh, offered jobs to two people about uh, uh, 30 days ago. Okay. And my first one just started Monday. Oh, nice. And then I <laughs> gave them a computer, I gave some assignments, and I'll see you Friday because I came <laughs> to the SBEN tech. Yeah. Uh, but what I like about most is, first of all, do they have the experience in the technology? Because I am in technical services and application development. And they, first of all, have to have in the field that we're looking for, right? Okay. But one of the most recent uh, hirees that we, we offered a job to is a he's a millennial, a young a young man, about four years out of college. But one of the things I appreciated most was is he spoke to me immediately in his interview saying, I'm an introvert and this is what I enjoy. Okay. And when he was wise enough to tell me who he was as an individual, gave me a lot of confidence that when a young person knows who they are and they're looking for jobs that best fit them, that gave me a lot of confidence about hiring the young man, right? Because okay. he had both the technical skills, but he also had the idea of what he wants to do. And I want to make sure my employees are enjoying what they're doing. Okay. And I think we found a really good fit. Okay. So I guess to get to your, your point on um, in my field of what I'm looking for, I'm looking for people who know who they are and what they want, right? But it doesn't mean you have to be an extrovert or introvert. Neither one of those are considered negative qualities. People may give them a negative connotation based on who they are, but if you really take the right personality and put them in the right jobs, those people can flourish. They can do magnificent jobs. Okay. Fantastic. So I'm hearing a lot about transparency. I'm oh, absolutely. A lot about vulnerability. Okay. Yeah. And for me personally, when I'm looking to work in a company, I try to have a conversation with them, try to get a sense of whether we have the same values. So I think these are like a lot of key things that you mentioned, but you're also a past president and you have a lot of experience working with SBE and other organizations. What do you think in such a, in those positions, what do you think are key things that you need to be doing in order to promote or to support diversity in the plastics industry? Because I feel like you have a lot of weight on your shoulders just being at those high positions. That is true. You know, it's, it's an interesting question because a lot of people go, well, you, you need to get more diversity into your particular application. Mm-hmm. First of all, I would say Chevron Phillips is an amazing company. I really enjoy their values. They put a lot of emphasis on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Okay. Um, I think Forbes voted us uh, in the top third of uh, large companies in the United States for an employer. Uh, we were recently uh, number one, voted number one in our chemical, petrochemical industry. And we were, I think just recently we were voted uh, number one in Texas where our headquarters are at. They put a lot of emphasis on the value of people and diversity. However, we have to also be careful that sometimes when, as in my case, you put out a job application, right? You put out a job, a job quote, but you only get a certain demographics that apply. True. And then the, the demographics are not diverse. Well, I can't change that. Now I have to choose within what I have. I can't wait for four years to find someone. I have to choose with what I've been given and what, what I can choose from. But 
We don't stop there. Okay. Right? So where do we get more diversity? Now we've got to start into the in, into the schools. Yep, that's what uh, I was we, saying. We got to start in schools. We have to start encouraging uh, people of different diversities, um, people of different races, uh, uh, women, um, men. We all have to start promoting more science and math. At least in our industry, we need to have that, and we need to promote that and give them the confidence to go into that. So when the job posting comes out, we have a more diverse group of people applying, applying for it. Right? Yeah. We got to start earlier. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. But as a woman in the STEM field, or as a woman in the plastics industry. Yes, it's easy to get in, but to stay in, we're seeing a lot more women leaving engineering as a whole. And I mean, you've been working for 30 years, 30 plus years. Um, what have you noticed with regards to discrimination, with regards to any sort of behavior that deters women from staying in the industry? And I know that you have like a lot of experience with women. You have kids, um, you have a lot of daughters and sisters as well. How did that play a role in how you deal with that? Well, to be quite honest, I have three sisters and three daughters. And if anyone was going to get taught about how to communicate, they weren't going to let me get away with that. We're good. We're up to it. Yeah, they keep me accountable. But um, instead of focusing on the negative, which, and when I first stepped in the industry, you know, 36 years ago, there was not a lot of diversity. Yeah. And there was a lot of bias. There's no doubt. We can't hide from the problems we've had. But focusing on the good, I'm seeing a lot of change. I'm seeing a lot more ladies getting into the engineering and science field, um, a lot of diversity in race and religion. Um, I don't focus on that because I try to look at the individuals, but it's very pleasing to when you walk into some of our meetings like at Chevron Phillips or like an SPE, and you do see a diversity of people where it wasn't there maybe 30 years ago. We have to keep promoting it. I don't think if we just sit back and go, well, it'll happen by itself. It won't. We have to push it, right? But staking on the on the, on the positive, it has been getting better. Yeah. Are we done yet? I don't think so. Way to go. <laughs> but it is on the right direction, right? Okay. Yeah. So you know, it's a good point. The two of us are here right now. I know. What are, what are we discussing? <laughs> the very subject that we're trying to influence people exactly. on, right? Exactly. Couldn't even imagine that happening 30 years ago, right? Maybe in some places, and I can see that in some places, but it's a lot more prevalent today. Okay. Um, and, and thank you for doing it. <laughs> thank you for entertaining it. Um, I think that with me being, um, you know, being so passionate about women in STEM and diversity in um, the plastics industry, I think a lot of um, the work falls on our leadership, right? And I know that, you know, being a leader is not all about the glitz and glamour. What do you think are some of the things that leaders need to do in order to foster a more diverse um, workplace? I can give an example of our my, uh, of our own company, Chevron Phillips. Um, our CEO, Bruce, um, just announced that Chevron Phillips is celebrating the uh, Justine Week. The of, of, of the um, uh, celebration of 
of the freedom from slaves. Oh yeah, Juneteenth. Yeah. Juneteenth. Yeah. I'm sorry, yep. Juneteenth, yep. right? Juneteenth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, so there's a start. Yeah. Right. Okay. He's he's promoting that, mm-hmm. but that's just a, it's not small, but that's just one item on the many things that Chevron Phillips does to try to promote diversity. Mm-hmm. And it, we don't just promote diversity by picking out. Um, different races or religions or male or female um, people's gender what we do focus on is even diverse thinking okay. we actually have where well, we're, we're promoting people to get involved in classes about looking at subconscious bias yeah. right and we're promoting of can you sit in a room with people who don't think like you and be able to absorb their information right so Chevron and Phillips is actually looking at diversity and all kinds of manners and it's an amazing thing because when you bring the diversity in you get so much more of a wider breadth of knowledge that's in the room it's an amazing thing how fast you can solve problems having such a wider breadth of ideas okay so um, what year were you the president of SBE 2013 to 14 okay so if you were a president now what would you do differently was in SBE yeah Hmm. To promote diversity. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, maybe more of you <laughs> and more podcasts. I, I okay. do believe that uh, SPE that's promoting the diversity, equity, and inclusion and actually making it a part of their um, program. Yes. It's a visible part of their program, right? It's not something off the side. It is actually a focus. I'm not sure I can prove that we can find more creative ideas of how to do it, but I really appreciate what SBE is doing to promote it. Okay. I personally think that you have a wealth of knowledge that um, I can learn from. And so I just want to say thank you so much for doing this. With me, I could go on and on and ask you so many more questions, but this has been amazing. This has been a learning curve for me, and I hope that people will start to have more diverse conversations and start to find more ways to help promote diversity in the industry. Absolutely, and Lynn, I want to thank you for helping us promote all that stuff. And if I can be a further help, you know how to find me. <laughs> I certainly do. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Well, I hope you learned a thing or two from this episode and I will definitely see you all on the next episode of the Plastics and Beyond podcast. (laughs) 